Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No, they have a filter that's like it reads your palm. Oh, and it's just like what will twenty twenty one bring? Well, no, and it said you will quit a job. <gasps> I said, um, well, uh, well. <laughs> so then I posted it to my story, and then my boss saw it. One of my friends like, who will remain unnamed recently got evicted, or is trying to not get evicted. But I was talking to them on Instagram, and they were like, "Well, co-star told me that my living situation would change." drastically around april 23rd and i was like that is rude that's rude and also very specific yeah yeah every time i ever used costar just you know out of curiosity well i actually got costar because people were asking me what my chart was and i was like i have no idea right this thing will tell me Mm -hmm. and then every time someone was like what's your this this and i'd just like pull it up and be like um it's this yeah (laughs) but every it would like the little bit of time that i had it it was just like everything in your life is bad It was like Thanks, trouble, trouble in all of the categories. Ugh. Yeah. I was like, okay. That just seems like it would bring a lot of unnecessary stress to your life. Yeah, because you're just waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah, and then probably bad things will happen. I or... probably have some screenshots somewhere of all the dumb shit that it told me. It was just like, sometimes I would be like, this isn't even a sentence. <laughs> like, you can tell it's auto-generated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it didn't really make sense. It's just cramming. It's just mad libs cramming bad things into the form yeah. to yeah. send you yeah pretty much Ugh. yeah i hate shit like that like i don't mean to be crabby about it but anytime people like well, you are a cancer well ah you're being crabby get it <laughs> that's funny anytime people are like when's your birthday i'm like why <laughs> i never remember to tell them the wrong birthday though yeah because i just one time want somebody to be like when's your birthday and be like oh it's you know, February 3rd, and then yeah. be like, oh my god, I can totally tell them. Like, ah, I got you. It's New Year not in then. Aquarius. I think that's what that is. Idiot. I don't know. I truly don't know. Like, I know I my. I know a couple of them. Sons? I don't know. I know the main one. Yeah, I can't remember the other ones. That's why I had the app. Yeah. Because I literally can't remember. And I refuse to talk about it. Anything I know about astrology, I have learned against my will, and I'm going to keep it that way yeah. <laughs> forever. I know. So. Every now and then I send you a meme that's like, Okay, I know you hate astrology, but look. <laughs> I do like the really goofy fucking ones yeah. that I'm like. Yeah, I like the mm-hmm. memes. Those are funny. That's I me, though. posted one on Instagram yesterday, actually. That was like a Scorpio one. I don't even remember what it was, but one of the things in the corner was like this brand of black nail polish. And yeah, I was like, oh, I, I just literally saw that. have that. Yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> it was like how to trap a Scorpio. Oh, you yeah. were like, I have that nail polish. Yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, if you go like on my personal tumblr and there is like a cancer tag because anytime i see one that pertains to me i'm like well fuck yeah yeah because that shit's funny it is yeah i mean even if it's like 
more you know it's just like vibes that i'm like oh yeah no that's accurate but i just i don't rule my life yeah around it and i don't identify i just when people like what's your sign or they're like i'm the cutest you know whatever that you know what is oh those the the instagram post that i sent you those two people that i work with i was like two of the cutest scorpios you'll ever see i'm like what is a scorpio like what does this mean me i know first off no the cutest scorpio i've ever seen is sitting across from me <laughs> at this table right now it ain't y'all snake in a bucket secondly <laughs> i just i know so little about it and people are like well you know this is sagittarius i'm like i don't know what that fucking means <laughs> that means nothing to me yep no idea it means more to me if you're like well she's from brooklyn you're like oh okay that right yeah that i get you know fucking ridiculous anyway yeah, don't get me started on the Enneagram, though. That's my favorite. Yeah. That shit's real. I won't get you started on it, because I don't know what it means. So... It's just another personality thing. Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Replay Rewind. Sure is. Has a been. A podcast about Zodiacs. No. It's a <sighs> podcast about movies. Kids movies. Specifically. Yeah. Although... From a million years ago. <laughs> we are old. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, so it's about movies that we watched as children, most of them kids' movies. Every once in a while one slips in that you're like, oh, this is not for kids, even if maybe it was intended to be. And we... But they are movies that we watched as kids. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, so we pick a new one every week, talk about what we remember, then go watch it, and then come back and talk about what actually happened, and then tell you some fun trivia about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Bucket Snake. And I'm Meat Wedge. And I, Meat Wedge. I have a question for you, Bucket Snake. I have an answer, probably. What if you just didn't? You're like, Bleh. I have done that before. That's true. Just edited it out. Is, um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know. Yeah. Is anybody in your family adopted? Yes. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, my grandparents have an adopted son. Yeah. My grandparents are 82 and 83, and their son is now 17. Wow. Yeah, they adopted him when he was, like, six months old. Aw. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Dumb question. I was going to say, does he know that he's adopted? But <laughs> probably figured it out by now. Yes, he does. Was it, like, a thing? They sit him down at, like, age 12, or did he just know, like... Well, he... So he is my... Biologically, my cousin's kid. Okay. So I think it was just kind of, you know... Yeah, Because, you big know, deal. she's still around, and... Yeah. They're just his legal... Yeah, I mean, he Guardians. he calls them mom and pop. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, that's cute. I think, I mean, obviously I'm not um, in charge of everything. Yeah. And just one person without children, and, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I always just think that people who have adopted children should just tell them from the get-go, like, their whole life. Yeah, so, so that, that it's, it's not, not, like, a thing. Yeah. I knew a girl in high school who was adopted who, she was like, I wish that I had never known. Like, I wish that my parents had just never told me. Yeah. And I feel like, because if you learn later, then it's like, oh, the, all these emotions that you have to deal with. But if you just grew up knowing that yeah. you were adopted, but here's, you know, it doesn't mean that we love you any less or whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. For your whole life. An event. Yeah. You have to. Especially, process. yeah. When you're that old, I feel like it would be so hard. Yeah. Because you're already like, who am I? Right. You know. And you're like, my parents aren't even my parents. But they are. Yeah. That's what. I love you. That's what parents are. Yeah. It's not just who births you. No. I don't think anyone in my family is adopted. You and your brothers certainly are not. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom grew up with a lot of foster siblings, which I think is oh, really cool. That's nice. 
Mm-hmm. I've been thinking, because I don't want any biological children, but I want to have grandkids one day. Yeah. So I was like, maybe when I'm 45, I'll adopt like a 12 year old. Yeah. And then. And then I'll get grandkids. grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So just, you know, they're like already half done. And yeah. then you just like half keep done. them for a couple of years. And then when they have kids, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, any children that I have. Oh, we'll yeah. just refer to you as as though you were related yeah and then when so. when they have kids yeah i'll be like i'm also your grandparent i'm you have a lot of grandparents you're lucky <laughs> you got extra yeah. you have three grandmas at least like i know i can be like the weird gay aunt but i want to be the weird gay grandma yeah i just like grandma culture better than aunt culture i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> being a grandma sounds fun one day yeah why are you asking me about adoption over there me twitch from way over here yeah. Uh, because this week we're talking about 1976? Question mark? Right around so. then. 77, 76. Classic. The Rescuers. <gasps> and the main character, well, one of the main characters, I guess, is Penny. Yeah, Penny. Who lives in an orphanage. R-E-S-C-U-E. Rescue <laughs> Society. I've been singing that all morning. <laughs> and she gets adopted, I think. Yeah. I think I've... Because she's living in an orphanage, and then she goes to live with this lady, Auntie Medusa, and yeah. her assistant, whose name is, like, Snoops, oh, or something really silly. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Stubbs the Clown. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's Martin Short. I think this movie is too old <laughs> yeah. for it to be Martin Short. Um, but yeah, what do you remember from it? Let's go through the... Yeah, I remember... Yeah, there's a society of mice who are helpers mm-hmm. and they get assigned kids or just people i guess so to help. i guess it's kids yeah and bianca and bernard are the main yeah mice and they get assigned to help penny because mm-hmm. she's trying like she does get adopted but it's terrible yeah yeah and they live on a boat yeah and there are alligators yeah maybe crocodiles crocodiles i truly don't know the difference so um one is thick. <laughs> I know you can tell from, like, if they have an underbite or an overbite, but I can't ever tell which one's which. Yeah. I don't remember. Their snouts are thicker and thinner, but I can't, yeah, yeah, pointier I can't remember which is which. Rounder and whatnot. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much... I remember what the ant looks like. Mm-hmm. I remember what Penny looks like. Mm-hmm. And I remember even Rude. Yeah. The little mis- dragonfly. almost said mosquito. <laughs> it's a dragonfly. Yeah. That flies the boat, boat around. around. Yeah. Because Evenrude is a brand of boat motors. Yeah, speedboat motors. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. It is cute. And Evenrude is a cute name. Yeah. It really is. And he's cute. He's mm-hmm. got a little mustache. Yeah. I think. He says... <laughs> I know, he's always oh, like, hey! Like, he getting worn out. drinks liquor at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. And yeah. his eyes go... Because there's little, like, swamp mice... Yeah, Louisiana swamp mice yeah. that are like around and it's we talked about the one lady she voiced somebody else and I'm like she also voices this mouse oh in them we, we've mentioned her before but I don't remember exactly who it was but yeah because her husband's always like carrying around a jug of like moonshine and she's yeah. like give it to even rude yeah. and then even rude's <laughs> like wow <laughs> and then he's got all his pet back because yeah. they need to go fast yeah yeah, yeah. um teaching kids the booze will Give you energy. Yeah. That's 
pretty much it. I don't remember how Penny ends up contacting the Rescue Aid Society. She's got a cat named Rufus. Right. Well, he lives at the orphanage. Yeah. Maybe Rufus knew when she got adopted. That it was bad? Yeah, and so he he knows some mice. Because the lady wants her because there's a giant fucking diamond oh yeah she has to like climb in and get the diamond out yes yeah it's in this it's really far down in a cave yeah and she like gets she lowered puts her in a bucket down in the bucket yeah because yeah, like this lady auntie medusa is she's too big to yeah. fit so yeah she gets penny to go down in this bucket and the was it like in a skull it's in a skull yeah, yeah. And she like finds a pirate sword and she's like trying to get it out it might be a ruby it's just like a really yeah. big gem yeah and um trying to like wedge it out yeah she almost drowns down there because the the tide tide comes comes in in. yeah it's really scary yeah now i remember Mm -hmm. and the crocodile gators are named brutus and something else Hmm. i think yeah and then there's everybody's name starts with a b guy yeah (laughs) there's this guy that she lives with named yeah snoops or something Hmm. and he looks he's like short and fat and bald in the middle and has like curly hair like he looks like a clown okay and he has a mustache yeah that sounds familiar it's really weird i don't know their relation yeah Yeah. they live together and yeah they live on like a houseboat houseboat in the swamps in louisiana she's always wearing purple yeah or something yeah there's a scene where she's like taking off her makeup and i remember that her eyelash she peels it off yeah and it's like yeah it's really weird she's a weird lady yeah it makes the like noise ew (laughs) grody but yeah um yeah there's a point although i think that might be rescuers down under where they go to a restaurant and eat pea soup yeah i remember that i think it is is down under ants i think so too yeah so we'll talk about that later. Because the soup is just one pea. Yeah, that so fell cute. on the floor of the big restaurant that they're yeah. at. I think a lot of people don't remember Rescuers as well. Everybody knows Rescuers Down Under, but I think a lot of people don't even know that Rescuers is a movie. Yeah. Or that they, they didn't were made realize like that Down Under was a sequel. 20 years apart. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why. Because this is from the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, and we weren't alive yet. Right. But in the 90s, you know, yeah. We were. There we were. <laughs> there we were. Um, I think Bob Hope is who voices bernard okay and then i know somebody super famous voices the albatross and then it's someone different in rescuers down under but they're both like super famous comedians. oh is the albatross in the first one too yes oh i thought he was just in the second one pretty sure he's in both but i could be wrong but because I, I think it's john candy in the second one right oh i don't know and then in the first one i think it's somebody else because again 20 years apart <laughs> right yeah that sounds right i mean i don't, I don't remember i just remember trying the albatross trying to land in the second one yeah and Cause in the, the little mouse being like albatross 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 right he's like i don't have room for you on the yeah little size chart yeah because in the first one I, they take off in the snow or is that the second one it's hard yeah yeah okay, I it's all the same characters yeah exactly they're both good but anyway yeah this is a really good one it's got that song uh tomorrow is another day that always makes me cry Aww. no not that one the song um someone's waiting for you yeah gets me because she's you know we're gonna have to use says, the bell this time yeah i listen to my car and cry oh <laughs> it's just so cute be, be brave little one someone's waiting to love you Aww. it's just like yeah be brave little one yeah i didn't know Keep that your i head still up, though no one is near remembered that that yeah something mm-hmm. about stars and each 
sad little tear and it's just <laughs> so sad <laughs> shelby somebody sings it i don't remember but damn it's a good song damn 70s movies yeah yeah pete's dragon about a fucking little orphan this movie is yeah. about a little orphan yeah what's up in the 70s disney characters didn't have any parents no <laughs> and then later they're like we should give them one. okay they can have one <laughs> one parent i guess can't have any adventures if you have two parents except for what's her face from all dogs go to heaven she didn't have no parents that's true not a disney movie though oh yeah yeah <laughs> is there anything else that we remember no I cool. can't wait to do Down Under, though, so that I can sing the song. Yeah. You get a line, I'll <laughs> get a right, pole, <laughs> we'll go down to the vision hole. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. All right. In the meantime, we're going to go watch it. You guys go find some snacks. What are snacks that mice, mice like? Uh, well, Anything, I mean, you could really, get, like, whatever. those Louisiana brand chips while you're at it. Oh, yeah. I've heard zaps. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Those are good. Yeah. I'm gonna go get some of those. <laughs> Do it. Don't yeah. they have like a dill pickle flavor? Yes. I'm on it. Well, while you're getting snacks, check out the Patreon. Yeah. And we'll tell you more about it when you get back. Yep. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, that was a fucking soggy movie. <laughs> they are wet the whole time. I know. Even before they get to a swamp, it's just raining it's just the whole wet. time. It's just, it's just wet. Yeah. But it's great. It is. It's very good. Yeah. The IMDb says, Two mice of the Rescue Aid Society search for a little girl kidnapped by unscrupulous treasure hunters. <laughs> Which is, good job, IMDb. Yeah, you nailed it. That's a good one. I do like that they throw in the Rescue Aid Society as though we're supposed to know what it is. Oh, oh you from, know, yeah. <laughs> as if it says, like, two mice working for the FBI. We're like, oh, the Rescue Aids is, of course. Right. Sure. The Rez. <laughs> <Yeah. Ba-da-da. laughs> Put on the Rez. Rescue Aid Society. Uh-huh. It's rated G. Yes. For tobacco depictions. When? I don't know, but... There's booze in here. If it's rated G... Yeah, that just means... It's G. It's G. Yeah, I think This it's... is... There's another one that we've covered that said rated G for something. Yeah. I don't remember, but I think that maybe Disney is, like, putting things on later. Yeah. You know, they're just like, hey, this Going is back in here, just so yeah, you know. putting ratings on. Yeah, because like we've talked about before, it didn't used to matter. Yeah. About tobacco being included. That's it also true. It didn't affect the rating, but now it does. I can't remember when there is tobacco in this movie, though, at any point. I don't know. But it's interesting that they don't bring up the moonshine. 
So much moonshine. That features very heavily. They never call it alcohol, though, so... I guess. Maybe that's why? I I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not like Pete's Dragon, where they're Everyone very clearly drunk, drunk. The whole time. And talking about drinking and getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And being soaked in beer. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Inside yes. and out. So the movie starts with animal wailing. As all good movies A thunderclap. Some creaks. Sort of. <laughs> starting out with some good sound effects. It does. This movie has good sound effects. Yeah. Which we will come to see. Yep. So it starts out, we're on a raggedy ship in the swamp. Yeah, it's like a big old riverboat. Yeah, but it's obviously not going anywhere. No. It's just like half sunk. Yeah. yeah. Looking pretty worse for the wear. Mm-hmm. And this, a door creaks open and we see this little girl pigtails holding a teddy bear and she kind of like sneaks across the deck of this boat and drops a bottle into the water and there are some big fat like alligators watching her yeah but they just kind of let her do it yeah they don't they're alligators they don't just look at each other like what an idiot yeah i don't know and then we get all of the credits (laughs) all of the credits we do uh, learn that this was suggested by Rather than written by. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, I will explain that later. I, I do like the image, though, of this lady, like, just in the studio being like, hmm, perhaps you should do this. Just I a suggestion. have a suggestion. Just letting you know. I'm just, you know, who am I? I'm just the writer. I don't know. <laughs> just here to suggest. And we see that Don Bluth also worked on this. He sure did. Yep. And we'll the credits... talk about that later, too. I bet we will. <laughs> The credits continue to play while we watch this bottle make a journey over the water. Mm-hmm. And that sad-ass song, Who Will Rescue Me, is just playing in the background. It's so sad. Yeah. I like these credits, though. They're really neat to look at because they're clearly just, like, hand-painted backgrounds. Yeah, nothing is really moving. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see, like, the canvas and the brush strokes. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is, like, obviously it's in the 70s, so it's not going to be digital or whatever. But yeah. just the fact that it's, like... Very... Someone painted these and then yeah, they just handmade. pointed a camera at them. Yeah. I think it's pretty neat. It is an interesting way to entice some child viewers. Yeah. It's uh, certainly not very fast paced at the beginning. You're just no. kind of like, okay. The credits are very long, which I imagine is, you know, why they stopped doing this. I think Putting the credits at the beginning. Talked about yeah. it before because it's, you know, the kids who can't handle it. Not us, the adults. I mean, we clearly were like, this is fine. Fine. I'm fine with waiting 20 minutes until this movie actually starts. It's great. Yeah, I got such a long attention span. Looking at all these names of people I don't know. (laughs) So, first scene, we're at the United Nations in New York City. Yeah. And we see a bunch of humans making their way into a big, shiny building. Yep. So, right off the bat, sadness and politics. Sure way to reel in the kid viewers. That's what the 70s kids were into. I guess. Just soups into politics. Very interested. A briefcase open and a little Uh mouse jumps out. Oh, and then we see another mouse. Yeah. And then there are just a bunch of mice making their way out of various suitcases. Yeah. And on into their own meeting. I love the idea of all these dudes like checking the times and they go to turn and all of their shit is just (laughs) spilling out of their mysteriously opened briefcases. And you got this dude from Germany being like, oh, Gosh, in human mind, papers seem to have mixed in with your papers. And they're just like <laughs> trying to figure out whose shit is who. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yes. And we see the labeled mouse entrance. <laughs> just in case. Labeled mouse entrance. Yeah. It's like two inches tall. 
Well, I don't want any other animals <laughs> to get a in there. a little sign that says mouse <laughs> It's only for mice. No other small critters. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in case a man tried to go in there. Yeah. He's just like, oh, God, I swear to God, they make this door to the speaking floor smaller and smaller. Oh, God, it's the mouse entrance. <laughs> How silly. All right, I'm going to go over. Oh, people entrance. Thank you. Thank you for labeling this one. Excuse me, has anyone seen the human entrance? <laughs> I see the human. Also, my papers seem to be all over the floor, so. <laughs> if the meeting is not starting if well. You see that they're written on in Swedish. That's me. Give those to me. <laughs> okay, thank you. So as all of the mice are making their way in, we see little Bernard just cleaning up. I know. And I forgot the... that he was a janitor. Yeah, I, I did thought too. he was just another. That he was a part of it, but yeah. he's, he's just a janitor. But and I everyone like... says hello to him. I know, in their own languages, and they all know his name, and he's just like, oh, hi, hi hello, hi, how you doing? And it's, it's so sweet. Very cute that they, yeah, that they all remember him and recognize him and say hi. So they've called, this is an emergency meeting, mm-hmm. where the chairman says, our society has never failed to answer a call for help. And we see that behind him there is a banner of a mouse bandaging a lion's paw. Yeah. This is Euripides Mouse. Yes. The founder. <laughs> and then they sing the song. Yeah. Because they're all gathered together. Yep. R-E-S-C-U-E. Rescue aid society. Hands out high, touch the sky. You mean everything to me. In a pinch. In a bun. This just like goes on for forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have written down is... all the lyrics and sang the entire song. I'm sorry, audience. You should have. The gist is that they are there to help no matter what. Yes. Which, like, they had to come from far away, presumably. Yeah. To get here. Yeah. How often do they have a crisis? I don't know. Hopefully, not very often. Do you think they had to? <laughs> manufacture a human crisis so that they they could get all of their humans to bring <laughs> they them there. started the cold war just so they could answer this message in a bottle yes that they haven't even read yet no they don't even know it just says help that's true i didn't think about that yeah anyway while they're so, singing yeah and bernard is singing along with a little hat over his heart it's very sweet <laughs> and bianca comes in fashionably late Looking hot. Looking hot. I know everybody's like, ooh. Oh, Miss Bianca. Miss Bianca. Miss Bianca's here. So then the mouse scouts. <laughs> yeah. So cute. It's so cute. But they drag in the bottle that we saw the little girl Penny put in the water at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Yes. Bernard brings in a ladder. Yep. Which is just a comb. Well, yeah. It smells. <laughs> yeah. He looks so happy to do his job. I know. But yeah, the commissioner ah. chairman chairman yeah he's like hey bernard open up this bottle let's see what this letter says so yeah. he climbs up on the ladder yeah <laughs> he he kind of like falls in gets stuck yeah and the chairman says this is no time for levity i know they're all like chuckling at him he's like delegates please i don't know why it made me laugh so much he's been so silly he was very upset about there being 13 steps on the ladder which is a continuing theme mm-hmm but he falls into the bottle. Yeah. And the commissioner, the chairman, is like, oh, what next? I know. He's so mean. I know. Like, you get your fat ass in there right. and do it. Anyway, so they get the letter out. Yeah. It says, to Morningside Orphanage, New York. I am in terrible trouble. And then they can't read it because it's gotten wet. Mm-hmm. But it says, hurry, help Penny. Yeah. Bianca is immediately like, I want this one. Yeah. I want to do it. Please, please, please let me have it. Can you do her little accent? 
Hmm. Oh, it's terrible, right? <laughs> terrible. Oh, please. <laughs> so Bianca reads the letter, requests the assignment, and the chairman says, It's not like the old days. It isn't a man's world anymore. Which I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I don't... I guess he's trying to more convince himself, like, I guess I gotta let her go, you know? It's the 70s. Ladies can do stuff now. Like, yeah. But he's kind of reluctant. But he's like, okay, you can go, but you have to take a co-agent with you. I'm not gonna let you go by yourself. Right. And all of the men mice are yeah. all, like, raising their hands. Yeah, and, please, 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 please. And she's like, Miss Bianca. Oh, oh it, this is the hardest choice I've ever had to make in my whole life. But she's like, I'm, I pick Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard from inside the bottle is like, he, she shouldn't go by herself. Right. And Bianca's like, oh. He, he says, I don't think she should go, I think. And she's like, I'm taking Bernard. Which, yep. What a choice. And she thinks it's charming for some reason. Yeah, because it's, I don't know. It's 70s. cute, though, because the chairman is like, well, he's only a janitor, but okay. Yeah. He doesn't argue at all, and everyone just, like, claps for yeah. Bernard. That's cute. <laughs> it is. So. We continue uh, on our soggy journey where it is raining. It's raining. And Bernard and Bianca were riding on a bus, and they get off, and they're looking at a map. Mm-hmm. He says, he's like, you know, we gotta go three blocks down and four blocks over to get where we're trying to get to, or we can just cut through the zoo, and we'll get there right. in no time. So they try to do that, but it is scary in there. It's very dark. Yeah, Bernard is nervous. Yeah. The subtitles say, whistling falters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he's nervous. like, I'm so tough. And it's dark in here. Yeah, So he, but he goes ahead of Bianca to, like, check out to see if it's safe. And we just hear an animal growling. Yeah. And Bernard sprints out and almost loses the umbrella. I and know. he's like, all right, we're gonna go the long way. There's so much. It kind of goes back and forth where, like, Bianca is she's brave and she like you know she's like i want to do this assignment you know she volunteers for it and she's yeah. like not afraid of things like that but then in this situation where bernard goes running past her yeah from the lion and she's like wait for me and he has to go back and get her yeah. and it's like move yeah, yeah. you run <laughs> like you're not trapped somewhere go but she like waits for him to come back and grab her hand yeah and i'm just like okay I don't know. It was just she probably felt safe. She just wanted him to feel like he was helping. Helpful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. So they do find the orphanage. They go on their, their long journey there. Mm-hmm. They climb through an open window and they're looking around. Mm-hmm. See a box labeled Penny. Penny. Yeah. yeah. And they're like poking around in there and checking their stuff out. And then there's this sleepy old cat that wakes up. He's wearing glasses. He has a mustache. He has a scarf. Scarf? I know. So cute. It is cute. The the scarf I could understand if somebody like wrapped a little doll scarf around him or whatever, but the glasses I know. kill me. I know. So it's like, what he got glasses for? <laughs> what does he need them? He old man he can't see for. Penny does say, Oh, her stuff is here. Do you think she's still here at the orphanage? <laughs> no, she wrote a letter that says to Morningside to Orphanage. This orphanage, yeah. Use your brain, Bianca. Whatever. So Rufus, the cat says, now listen here, you two. If folks find out mice moved in here, I'll get kicked out. Lose my job. Which is what? Keeping mice out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you should lose your job because you're not good at it. So Bernard asks Rufus about Penny. Uh And Rufus has like a little flashback Mm -hmm. to remembering talking to Penny because she was crying. Yes. She's sad because some people came to the orphanage and were looking at children and they looked at her, but then they picked a different girl. Mm-hmm. instead and she said that the other girl got adopted yeah she keeps saying which is very cute 
Yeah. And then Rufus makes a bunch of noises that just remind me of you. Where he's like, I was like, oh, this sounds very familiar. But then he head boops her and tells her that she'll get adopted. I know. And she says, okay, but whoever adopts me has to adopt Teddy too. So he's like, well, hopefully he doesn't eat very much. Yeah. (laughs) The whole scene is just too adorable. It's very sweet. And then they look out the window and he says, you know, they're looking at this bluebird and he says that you have to have faith. Yeah. And faith is like a bluebird because you can't hold it or touch it or wrap it up tight. Something like that. But, you know, he's basically just like, it's going to be okay. You just got to keep holding on. Yeah. And everything will be fine. And then she gives him some cookies that she stole from the cafeteria. Yeah. Land of Goshen. Nip snaps. <laughs> yeah. Very cute. It's just, yeah. But Rufus adorable. tells Bernard and Bianca that he thinks that Penny ran away. Mm-hmm. But then he remembers that there was a creepy lady trying to give Penny a ride. But yeah. he's like, Penny was is too smart. She wouldn't go with people like that. Right. But they do own a pawn shop down the street. Yes. So Bernard and Bianca say thank you. Head on their way. Go to the pawn shop. To Medusa's pawn shop. Yeah, it is full of guns. Yeah. And they have like an NRA sign. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> that. Window. Yeah. That's funny. Intense. But while they're there, they find a first grade reader. Mm-hmm. And Bianca's like, look, this is Penny's. You yeah, know, it's got it her, her name, name in it. it. So they're really excited. Like, oh, she must be here. But then the, like, the cuckoo clock goes off. And that scares them, and the phone rings, and that scares them. They're yeah. just, like, running around. I mean, they're mice. Yeah, that's fair. But, so but, they hide because the phone rang, and Medusa comes in, and she answers the phone, and she is yelling. Yes. <laughs> Basically. So she's got this, like, short orange haircut. I like it. And I mean, so much blue eyeshadow. I've had that haircut. Yeah. Before. The haircut is fine. Yes. <laughs> the rest of it. The blue eyeshadow is just, like, in a raccoon circle around her eye. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, the slinky red dress and big gaudy earrings. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> she just looks like her skin doesn't fit. Yeah. Like, maybe she used to be much heavier. And she recently lost a lot of weight yeah. all at once. But, yeah, she she's looks... She's very, like, um... Loose. Yeah. She looks like Yzma. <laughs> from... <laughs> yeah. Emperor's New Groove. Like, just, like... The human equivalent of those, like, jelly tube toys that we had as kids. Just like, blah, 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 blah. All yeah. our organs are in there, like, glittery and... <laughs> Shaped like fish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on her phone is Snoops. Yes. Snoops is like, I found the diamond, but I need more time. And she's like, well, you've been down there for three months. And he's like, I know, I know, but Penny's not cooperating. And this kid's really hard to, like, control. Yeah. And she says she's afraid and she won't go down there. Yep. So she's like, all right, you know what? I'm coming down there myself. If you yep. can't handle one little girl, I'll come down there and deal with it myself. I'm going down to Devil's Bayou. Yes. So she brings in a suitcase and starts throwing shit in it. And Bernard hops in. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull a, this is how we get to the <laughs> Rescue Aid Society meetings. You just get in a suitcase. Yeah. Um, But Bianca doesn't make it in in time. She's just like hanging off of something that's hanging out of the suitcase. Yeah, some sort of strap. And she falls off, and then she has to run and jump in the car at the last second. Yeah. And then she drives like a mad person, and the whole suitcase just gets thrown out of the car. Yeah. And she never, like, She doesn't acknowledge it. No, she has no idea. She's just, she's in a rage. Yeah. So, this whole scene reminds me a lot of, 
like 101 Dalmatians, the way yeah. that Cruella drives, I think it's the same car, but the yeah. way that she drives is just like all hunched over and like crazy and stuff flying out of her car. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No regard for the lanes or rules. Or rules. Or, yeah. She's got somewhere to be. So at the airport, Bernard and Bianca are making their way across the human airport mm-hmm. to find the mouse airport. Yes. The Albatross station. Yeah. They get there and the little chalkboard says that the flight leaves at 6.45 and it's 7. Yeah. And Bernard is like, oh, Miss Bianca, if you didn't have to pack all of your things. I know. He like immediately blames her. Which yeah. is like, I mean, he's probably right. Because yeah. she's like got a lot of stuff we could tell from a her suitcase has to have her things yeah she which says. she never she kind opens. of sounds like heidi klum yeah she's from hungary okay that makes so sense. very yeah. close mm-hmm. but she says flights are always late it's fine yeah and she was right because yeah. then we hear orville over the loudspeaker yeah asking if he's clear to land yeah, there's. I don't know who. There's no one in there. Who's supposed to be in I there don't know. talking to him? Because they never. He never mentions like, "Hey, who are you? Why were you on the?" He doesn't seem to really have his brains together though. No, so yeah. He doesn't know what's happening, but yeah, he's like yelling. He's like, "Hello, anybody in there? Am I clear to land?" And Bernard's like, "Sure, I guess. Go for it." Yeah. So he comes in and he lands. <laughs> I mean, he he ends up on the ground and stops eventually. <laughs> yeah, with his face. Yeah. That's it's... where I keep my brakes too. <laughs> In my face. <laughs> it it's effective. Bernard's like, "Bro, are you good?" And he says, "Yeah, it was one of my better landings. I'm fine. Everything's great." <laughs> anyway, get on. <laughs> yeah, super encouraging. So of course, cautious Bernard's like, "Well, maybe we should just take the train." Yeah. Plus, it's flight thirteen. And yeah. He doesn't want to get on flight thirteen. Yeah, that makes him nervous too. Yeah. But Orville's like, "No, no, no. It's fine. I'm fit as a fiddle. We're taking off in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together." So they're like, "Okay, fine." They wheel out this little. <laughs> steps like set of steps yeah and they're going up them and of course bernard is like there are 13 steps on this ladder and bianca's like well just jump over it <laughs> like, and he's like oh okay so then they strap into their sardine can mm-hmm. and they're putting on their seatbelt. and bernard's like make sure your seatbelt's tight and bianca's like i can't it will wrinkle my dress like no it's very cute <laughs> so cute so they go through the checklist the pre-flight checklist i guess yep goggles check wing flaps check it's just like <laughs> wiggling his little wings yeah orville uh just runs and falls off the building yeah and then catches himself yeah right before they smack into the ground yeah bernard is very nervous about it he's nervous about everything but bianca's like oh i just love takeoffs i know she i love her because she is unflappable yeah nothing bothers her i mean they just went dive bombing off the side of a plane mm-hmm. they're flying through traffic and he goes through a red light because he's a bird and he doesn't have to like pay attention to the red lights but yeah. she's like oh darling i do that all the time and i'm like in what yeah <laughs> your car but she's very much just like don't worry about it dude like yeah. everything's fine and i just want to be here when i grow up because her just her vibes are real good you know yeah. where she's like super sweet to everybody and like nothing bothers her mm-hmm. she just she just takes it as it is and is thrilled and she with just life. Kisses Bernard on the nose. I know. And tells him to stop worrying. I know. On to the next part that is sure to get the kids' attention: Woo! a flight montage. Yeah. It is very pretty though, because it's again like hand painted backgrounds. Yes. As they make their way to Devil's Bayou. Yep. Which we never find out where that is, but even still, I mean, it's got to be kind of far. Yeah, they're flying from New York City. 
Yeah. It's somewhere that looks warm and swampy. Yeah. It's got gators. Well, I mean, the gators might not be native. Mm. She might have taken them there. But it is warm and swampy. Yeah. It's got other swamp animals. It's definitely the south. Yeah. Um, where are they going? And how long does it take them to get there? I guess the most north that they could maybe be is, like, South Carolina. I think there's probably some hot swampy places there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Myrtle Beachy type. I'm not sure. My geography's bad. But... Yes, I am curious about how long this flight would have taken. Yeah, they gotta stop to eat. They right? gotta pee. Take a nap. He's a bird. Like, right. How fast can he fly? And he just know. got there. That's true. Before they left, and he yeah. only took a five minute break. He didn't yeah. even have a snack. No, he doesn't seem to be in shape. But on this little <laughs> montage, we see Bernard is having a great time, falling in love with Bianca. It's very yeah. cute. She like falls asleep on his shoulder, and he's like puts his arm around her. And yes. He's like. I know he's trying to be prepared he's like reading about devils by you and she's just like good night darling and like cuddles into him and yeah look at back to the bayou so we see penny and she is sneaking away again yep Medusa is like yelling for her and realizes that she's gone mm-hmm. and so she gets her gators who are named nero and brutus yep which ah Hell yeah, I wish I could have two fat-ass alligators on leashes and be like, all right, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no one would bother me ever. Go get them. <laughs> be so cool. So. Yeah, could you imagine, like, <laughs> earlier when that dude came to your door to tell you about the trees? Yeah. If you just had an alligator? <laughs> yeah. Because he got nervous about Wendy. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> yes. I don't know. If I could have this gator that's, like, fucking bigger than, you know, me, like, three feet across. Yeah. And just, like, yeah, 12 feet long, be like what trying to sell me so we hear it we hear her yell for snoops uh-huh and he does look like Stubbs, the yeah. clown from we're back yeah he has like little hair tufts right i guess other way around Stubbs is the later later so but yeah they but yeah like... they remind me of each other for sure snoops <laughs> yeah she just screams the whole she movie very loud so she sends the gators after Penny, and she gets in her, like, terrible, shitty swamp boat. Yeah, it's like a little, what do they call it? Like a jet ski, not like jet ski, but jet ski size. It's like one person, like, yeah. a motorcycle for the swamps, you know, like, flat-based, <laughs> A motorcycle for the swamps. For the swamps. I love that. Yeah, basically. So she yells and tells Snoops to send up flares so that, you know, she can yeah, see. She says, light, up, light the up the swamp. swamp. Exactly. Yes. So the flares... <laughs> Catch Orville in the tail. Yeah, because they're almost there. Yeah. And then the flares go up. Yeah. And he's like, Mayday, we're going down. But Bernard and Bianca have their umbrella. And they just kind of cling to each other and float mm-hmm. down softly. Because, yeah, Bianca falls out first and Bernard just kind of jumps out after her. Which yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah, and then he... for all of his nerves, he's like... He's still brave when he needs to be. He is, and it's great. But they should know that mice can't take fall damage and they'd be fine. Yes, because... Strangely enough, we have learned about fall damage <laughs> doing uh, podcasts about children's movies. I'm very interested in this uh, phenomenon. So we see that some bayou mice? They are muskrats, I okay. found. Yeah. So the muskrats, they mm-hmm. see Orville coming and they recognize him and he's coming in for a crash landing. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the woman, the girl? Ellie May. Ellie May, yeah. Ellie May and Luke. Yeah. So Ellie May sees Orville coming in and says, Buffer and catfish, what on earth? I feel like she maybe says, Suffering? I thought so too. Suffering catfish makes. Maybe. Buffering catfish doesn't make any sense. I know, but that's what the (laughs) captions say, and I'm going with it. Yeah. They 
also said earlier when Rufus said Land of Goshen, yeah. the caption said Grand Notion. So I think maybe they just can't handle the old timey slang. Yeah, that could be. Some 18 year old intern at Disney was like, I don't know what the fuck Land of Goshen means. <laughs> don't we have a script around here somewhere? No, we threw it away. All oh, right. No. I'll guess. Burned down 30 years ago. So we see another muskrat sleeping through the whole thing. Yeah. Luke! <laughs> Luke! <laughs> Sleeping in a little hammock, so he wakes up and he takes a swig of booze. Something from a jug. We have to imagine, given his reaction, that it's moonshine. Given everyone's reaction. Right. And we immediately know that it is the same guy that voices the Sheriff of Nottingham and also Uh Chief from Fox and the Hound. Because that guy's voice is just so... It's distinct. Yes. One word, you're like, oh, I know that guy. So Ellie Mae is like, Orville's in trouble! Mm Mm-hmm. And Luke comes out and is just, like, too drunk to even notice... Orville crashes right into him. Yeah, sends him flying, and he just looks at his jug, and he's like, man, this new batch really packs a wallop. (laughs) Just like, a whole bird just crashed into you. He's just giggling about it. Yeah, he's fine. So, Bernard and Bianca finally land. They do land in a puddle. Mm -hmm. So, Luke comes over and gives Bernard a swig of his moonshine. Yep. And then he can't really talk. Now he's, like, wheezing and sweating through it, and he's just like, well, well... New York, we came from New York. It's like, <laughs> you should, should dilute that, my man. You're yeah. gonna kill somebody. Yeah, he can't really talk, but Orville's like, I'm getting out of this creepy place and tries mm-hmm. to leave immediately mm-hmm. again. Like, fucking take a break, my man. Yeah. But he gets sucked up in Medusa's boat. Yeah. And I know, I feel like this part is meant to be funny. Right. Because he's like trying to fly away. Yeah. As she keeps getting closer. Yeah. And he like is looking back and. And he makes a really terrified yelp sound. Yeah. And he gets sucked through the whole boat. The noise at first is funny and then it gets like for real scared. Yeah. Oh, that's not funny anymore. But then he comes out the other side and he's like, watch where you're going, lady. And then takes off. Right. They're like, oh, he's fine, I guess. He's fine. But my adult brain is like, that bird is dead. That bird died. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. So, Medusa is boating around mm-hmm. in her boat shoes, yes. looking for Penny. Again, 101 Dalmatian yeah. comparisons, where she's driving around looking for the dogs, like, in that city, and she's looking through all the windows. She's going really slowly, and, like, yeah. on her little, like, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> but the gators, Nero and Brutus, see Penny. Yes. They start to go after her. Yes. The muskrats see Medusa. Mm-hmm. Nero and Brutus come out, and one has Penny in his teeth, and the other one has Teddy. <laughs> I know. And LMA's like, the poor little youngin. I'm glad that the gators brought Teddy back. Oh, yeah. They could have just left him in the swamp. Yeah. But oh, that would have been him. so sad. I know. But Bernard and Bianca are like, okay, we have to follow them to see where they're taking her. Mm-hmm. And Ellie Mae is like, well, you'll need a boat, so we gotta go get Evenrude. <laughs> so she wakes up Evenrude, who is... A dragonfly in a sweater Aww, with a mustache. He's so cute. And he doesn't talk, but he just makes like beep, 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 like little buzzing yeah. noises, and it's adorable. And even Rude is just down to help immediately. He yeah. was asleep, and then Ellie Mae is like, Even Rude, take these people to the swamp boat. And he's like, Okay, I don't know who they are, but like, <laughs> let's I'm do ready. it. I'm here. So he just jumps on. Bianca calls him Evan Rude, which. She I can has excuse for her accent, yeah. sure. But then Bernard calls him Evan Rude, yeah. and I'm like, that's not very nice. His name is Evan Rude. I feel like it's just, <laughs> I think maybe it's because people do it to me all the time where I say my name and then they mispronounce it. And right, I'm like, yeah. no, I just said it. Right. 
So if you're not going to listen. And so like Ellie Mae just said even rude. And then Bernard's like, Evan rude. I'm like, okay, It's even rude. We all know. We all know. And that is the official stance of Replay Rewind Podcast. And that is how we will pronounce it. Yeah. For the rest of the movie. Yeah. Even rude. <sighs> so they're riding in a leaf that even rude is pushing along. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that they're right next to the gators because it's like too foggy. Yeah. And Evenrude gets worn out. I know, he's just a little bug. I know. And he's pushing two little mice. so fast. The gators come up behind them, and that, like, creates these big waves. Mm-hmm. Knocks Bianca out of the boat. Yep. <laughs> Bernard turns around and sees these gators and just goes, Jehoshaphat! <laughs> Which I fucking love. So Bernard throws a rope, pulls Bianca back into the boat. Mm-hmm. And I agree with your note here that for just a janitor... Yeah. <laughs> Bernard has done some very brave things. I know. I, ca- I can't imagine some of these other delegates that we saw earlier at the Rescue Aid Society, like, jumping out of a plane, essentially, and then yeah. jumping out of a boat. I mean, he is just... He's on it. Yeah. And she was right to choose him over some of those other goofballs. So poor Evenrude is wiped out. I know. Bianca says, your carburetor is all pooped out. <laughs> <laughs> She's so sweet. So on the boat, Nero and Brutus have brought Penny back in. Snoops is delighted about it. Mm-hmm. Snoops is obviously afraid of the gators, but Penny definitely is not. Nope. And she tells Snoops right to his face because yeah. she's like, I'm not afraid of them like you are. Which I'm like, hell yeah, Penny, she's a badass. She looks at one of them and calls him a freaky little dragon. <laughs> like, fair. That's fair. He could swallow her whole, but you know what? Fair. But- Snoops sends Penny to her room. And yeah. While Medusa is still out looking, but she looks up and <laughs> sees flares. And Snoops has sent up some flares that say, got girl. <laughs> it's very convenient. I mean, I have seen those at Party City, I think. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. Get, that's, I mean, with these new gender reveal parties, too, especially, they got <laughs> specialized flares for everything. Oh we had God. a baby eats a boy, I believe, is some of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's Perfect. ridiculous. So, Bernard and Bianca have made it. To the shore of her boat home. Yeah, what a strange phrase. I, yeah, I mean, it is. I know. Kind of be cool to live on a, bi- a big boat like this, but... I just feel like... Not even this one. It doesn't look like it when we see it in the movie. There's no way everything isn't, like, sideways. You know, it looks like everything's level, but when yeah, you see the boat from the outside, it's like... Very much at a tilt. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, so they get there. <laughs> Bernard says... He, he does call him even rude this time, but he says, uh, stick around, even rude. We'll holler if we need you. Which is even rude. To just be like, doesn't even say thanks. He's just like, just wait there. Yeah. <sighs> he just are... assumes everybody's down to help, I guess. I get, which I mean, he is, but like, you could still say, hey, thanks for the ride. Like, we'll be right back. I don't know. Something. Stay safe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. But you guys better look her out because the Medusa is coming fast. Yeah. She rides a little boat right up on the deck of the houseboat. <laughs> She does. She parks that shit like a glove. <laughs> what? Ace Ventura. Oh. When nature calls. I didn't see that one. What? No, nah, I know. He <laughs> is driving into this place, this b- giant mansion house in this car, and he flips it like t- 20 times. <laughs> And lands in between two parked cars. Oh. And then just yells, <laughs> like a glove! And gets out. Even though the car is, like, just this smashed. Crumpled, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
perfect. Yes. So that I just feel like, you know, she's just pulling the... That's basically how she does it. Yeah, she just trailer. parks this thing, like, in her living room, basically. <laughs> she Convenient. is mad. Yes. She calls Snoops a nitwit. Yeah, says, rude. how did you let this little girl escape? And just sticks her feet in his face so that she... He can take her boots off. Ugh. What is their relationship? I... It's not romantic. No. But I don't understand their partnership. They just own a pawn shop together? He works like there? money? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they just own. But the owned... pawn shop is in New York. Right. Well, I think they just owned this pawn shop in New York and maybe found out about this diamond. Yeah. And then went to go look for it together. You know, she was like, oh, if you help me go get it, I'll give you half of the profits or whatever. Right. That's my only... But this seems like her home. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, unless she just moved in. Yeah, how long... Snoops has been down there for three months. Mm-hmm. Maybe and they I mean, just take turns being at the pawn shop. These gators live there, so like... Yeah. She just definitely doesn't take the gators to New York. She should. It's weird. I don't get it. So we learn in this conversation that Medusa and Snoops have Penny because they're trying to find a big diamond in a cave. Right. And Penny is the only one small enough to fit in the cave. Mm -hmm. But she's having trouble. She can't find the diamond that Medusa wants. Right. Maybe that was Medusa's first plan was she used to weigh like way more. And then she lost a bunch (laughs) of weight. She's like, if I lose 100 pounds, I'll fit down in this cave. And then that didn't work. And she's like, all right, I got to kidnap a child. Right. Sometimes. (laughs) Desperate times. Exactly. Snoops is like, look, Penny did bring all these other jewels up. Yeah. But she, like, smacks them away and is like, no. No, not big enough. Get them out of my sight. But you could still sell that shit. Yeah. They're, like, really nice. Right. I think it's not about the money at this point. It's just about... She's obsessed with the... Yeah, this particular diamond. So while we're learning all this, Bernard and Bianca are making their way to the room where Medusa and Snoops are talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. We learn at this point the diamond is called the Devil's Eye. And there they are in Devil's Bayou. In Devil's Bayou, yes. People like you (laughs) think that the devil is just sitting in a bayou, counting his jewels and twirling his hair. (laughs) (laughs) He is. That's what he's doing. Exactly. That joke is for the four other people (laughs) who have seen all of the whitest kids you know. People like you think that the devil (laughs) just riding around a bayou on his little boat domesticating alligators. Thinking about boys. Thinking about boys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Medusa explains that she's going to make Penny go down there herself because Snoops is too soft. Yep. While she's poking him in the nose. Yep. Creepy. She is creepy. She's also a weird lavender color. Yeah, that happens a couple times. Yeah, it's weird. Because sometimes you see the three of them together and, like, (laughs) Snoops and Penny have normal, like, skin tone and she's just like yeah sickly. she's super pale yeah again yeah. like yzma where she's like just kind of purple i mean yzma yeah. is definitely purple but yeah medusa's yeah. just a little bit purple but while this conversation is happening actually snoops and medusa kind of part ways yeah they're just kind of not there anymore yes i guess medusa's like i'm going to bed and then snoops is just gone but <laughs> nero and brutus have smelled bianca's perfume yes and they are on the prowl for the mice mm-hmm. and one of them does get bernard by his little sweater yes it gives him a smack on the nose yep and it lets him go and so they chase him up a curtain which the gators pull down and then everybody gets tangled up in it and 
Bianca saves, but like pulls Bernard out of the curtain while the yeah. alligators are still wrestling in it, and they run into a pipe organ, which the gators just start playing. Yes, <laughs> there's yeah. this very silly scene of them like hiding in the pipes, and every time like the gators like play it, then they get like blown out through the top. Yeah, and the other gators like trying to catch them, but it doesn't work. Yeah. The wind noises are hilarious. Yeah, they're definitely made by a person. Yeah, it keeps going, which is like a human noise. (laughs) Exactly. I could do it. And then like, it's like, it's really good. It is good. And I love Bernard's commitment to saving Bianca's hat in this scene. He just keeps hanging on. He wears it at one point. And he's like, he's like pulling the hat down over his ears so he doesn't lose it and just running in the air going nowhere because he's floating. It's so cute. It was very cute. But he gets, he does get flung through the air and then caught in the mouth of one of the gators. Yes. But at this point, Medusa comes in because she's heard the noise. And rather than being excited that her gators can play the pipe organ, because they're not just mashing keys. He wrote a song. Yeah. It's a jam. It sounds like Rachmaninoff. Yeah. She's like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) And smacks the gator in the head and Bernard goes flying. And then Medusa sees it and freaks out. Because she's apparently terrified of mice. She's afraid of mice. There's no way they're the only mice that have been in this houseboat. No, it's gotta be full of rats. And bugs. And bugs. Ugh. I guess she hasn't been there that long. I don't know. But she yells for Snoops, of course. Snoops! Yeah. <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> Snoops just appears. What was he doing? Where did he know. go? Making a sandwich. He's just back. He's trying to smack them with a broom. He hits a gator instead. Medusa grabs a shotgun, Nathan Lane style, and yeah. starts shooting at the mice with it. Yeah. Blows a, a bunch of holes in yep. her already holy boat. She nearly <laughs> shoots Snoops in the face. I remember this scene very distinctly. I remember this whole movie, but this scene where she shoots at Snoops and it like shoots his top t- hair tuft off. Yeah. Because my brother and I thought it was hilarious. And my mom was like, yeah, it's funny here, but if you did that in real life, you would die. Just so's you know. Oh. You know, which is a good thing to just yeah. like be like, hey, this is a cartoon and it's not real life and don't ever point a gun at someone. Right. Because you will kill them. It's interesting, yeah, again, that this is rated for tobacco depictions but not gun violence. Yeah. Because it does make guns seem kind of funny. Yeah. Hilarious, even. You probably shouldn't think that they are when you're a little. Right. You don't know any better. I just remembered, I think one of the dudes in the like un has a cigarette that oh. might be the only point at which you're like oh a sick <laughs> anyway anyway bernard and bianca have ended up back in the water even rude goes to scoop them up mm-hmm. bianca is angry yes she says <laughs> sorry i was trying to find it oh yeah she's like oh if only i was a 10 foot mouse then i would show her it's like <laughs> I, could you just imagine Bianca is 10 feet tall? It'd be fucking dope. I don't, she could just probably be two feet tall and take out Medusa. That's true. She's afraid of mice. Yeah. But Bernard is ready to give up at this point. He's like, maybe Rufus was right. Like, what can two little mice do? I know. But Bianca's like hearing the Rescue Aid Society anthem. I guess theme, you'd call it. Theme song. Theme song. <laughs> jingle. I don't know. <laughs> the jingle. I guess that anthem. Sure. Like the national anthem. That's anthem is the word I was looking for. Right. She hears it like kind of in her brain and she's like, no, the society is counting on us and we can't give up because Penny is counting on us. Right. You know, we're here and we got to do what we can. So then we see Medusa's room where 
she's like calling Penny into her room. She's changing into this nightgown that is the exact same shape as the dress she was wearing all day. It just has ruffles on it. Yeah. She has a preference in necklines and in shows. You gotta know your strengths. She's sticking with it. Yeah. She's like, I gotta show off these collarbones. Right. They pop in. So Medusa, as Medusa was telling Snoops earlier, like you just don't have a way with children. You have to bring them in, make them trust you and make them love you. And then you can get them to do what you want. Right. So she is like trying to sweet talk Penny for a little bit while just peeling her eyelashes yeah, off. Yeah, we talked about how we both remembered this scene. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Taking off all her makeup, but. And she like is trying to be nice, ends up being a dick, but. Sure. It's like, while she has like one eyelash on and like half lipstick. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very funny scene. It is. But Penny's like, if I find the diamond, will you take me back to the orphanage like you promised so that someone will adopt me? Mm-hmm. She's just like, Penny, don't you like it here in your leaky, <laughs> creaky houseboat of a, a home? boat to yourself, she says. Yeah. Why would she want to be alone? She's a little girl. Yeah. It's a terrible place to live. Exactly. But she's like, no, I, I you know, you said you were going to take me back and I want to be adopted. And then Medusa says, what makes you think that anyone would want a homely little girl like you? Which is so mean yeah and classic abuser tactics right where she's so like we love you here and this place is wonderful and you should love it and like you're so ugly why would anybody want Nobody you but else we wants want you. you and we yeah. love you and it makes penny cry and it hurt my feelings oh. and then starts to play the song oh and then i did cry oh <laughs> it's this fucking song do you want to ring the bell i can't find it <laughs> thank you <laughs> um yeah this this does make me cry. And for, when I was a little kid, I had a couple VHS tapes that just were Disney sing-alongs. Oh, That just yeah. had just the songs. Right, yeah. And it had this song on there. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's so a very sad song. And cry. But it is good. Because that's what kids like to do. Yeah, and then we Be see sad. lots of moms with their babies just to really drive home the point yeah, she's that like Penny looking is out alone. The window of her room and mm-hmm. at nature and sees like, a mom deer with a baby deer and like a mom bird with a baby bird it's very fox and the hound yes yeah and then they're getting ready for bed yeah penny puts a little nightcap on her teddy bear oh and then you see there's a stick figure drawing that she's just hung on the wall next to her bed and it just says mom and dad it's very sweet yes she is trying to you know she's telling teddy Mm-hmm. We gotta be brave yeah you know we gotta hold on it'll be okay she's oh we almost forgot to say our prayers so they get out of bed and they say their prayers and she prays for all the other kids at the orphanage yeah. and that someone will find her message because she's tried to run away and it hasn't worked and she is just trying to be so brave and she just breaks down crying yeah. and it makes me so sad but at the same time bianca and bernard have come in and bianca says hello to her and tells her yes. that they're there to help yes she said we got your message and penny's like hell it yeah worked. prayers immediately answered but then That's dope she's also a little skeptical because she's like didn't you bring somebody big with you like the police it's <laughs> a very good question yeah it's that's fair they're the mice police yeah mice police sure the mice <laughs> <laughs> mouse cop <laughs> the player formerly known as mouse cop mouse cop so Bernard says, uh, nope, it's, uh, it's, it's just just the two of us. But Bianca is like, it's fine because there's two of us. There's a little girl. We got this. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Don't even worry about it. And Penny's like, because Bernard says, get dressed. We got to go right now. Yeah, because they overheard that the plan is going to be set in motion very soon. Yes. 
And Penny's like, I just... <sighs> Brutus and Nero just caught me and just yeah. brought me back. I still got holes in my underwear. Like, I would really just like to go to bed. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's time to move. But Bianca's like, oh, those terrible gators. If only we could lock them up in a cage. And this gives Penny an idea. Yeah. So she shows them there's an elevator, one of those like big wrought iron mm-hmm. elevators on the boat. And Bernard does this like classic dad move where he walks into it with his hands on his hips yeah. and he's like looking around it and he gives it a little kick and he's like, yeah, ah, this should work great. Yeah, this is a great idea. It's <laughs> like, is this mouse my father? So they put together a plan. Mm-hmm. Bianca says that she will use her teeny tiny itty bitty perfume <laughs> bottle so to small. lure the gators. Where was she keeping that? Mouse pocket. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. They'll get the gators into the elevator and then Penny will slam the door on them and then they'll be trapped. Exactly. And Penny does a Medusa impression after this because she's like, it's going to make Medusa so mad. I know. And it's very cute. She's like, you're too soft. Nero, Brutus, get her girls. It's just, <laughs> oh, she's just like walking around and shaking her little butt. It's adorable. They're making so much noise at this point, though, that it makes me very nervous. Like, they're not trying to be quiet. No. They're just, like, in the middle of the boat making this plan. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can adults hear the mice? Maybe they just think Penny's wandering around talking to herself. I mean, and yeah. like, who cares? So Penny's like, and then we'll steal the swamp mobile. I've always wanted to drive it. Uh-huh. And we'll use the fireworks that are in Snoop's room to distract them. Yeah, we'll set them all off in Medusa's room, and boy, that'll make her mad. Yeah. Yeah. And Bianca's like, hell Yeah. Let's do it. What a great plan. And then we hear Medusa yelling for Snoops again. Snoops! Snoops! I'm like, lady, go to bed. For fuck's sake. What were you doing? What was all the... Whatever. Yeah, she got dressed for bed. Yeah. And so did... So did Penny. Everybody's getting dressed for... Nobody sleeps in this movie, and it makes me very tired. Yeah. So Bernard and Bianca tell Penny to get dressed, Mm -hmm. and then Bernard sends even rude... Yep. ...to get Ellie Mae. Yes. Because we're going like, to need help. We're going to need... Exactly. Evenrude accidentally wakes up a group of bats, which I learned is sometimes called a cauldron. Oh, shit. That's tight. I know. Adding that to my list. Boop. There's other, like, <laughs> boring ones. On yeah. the list. <laughs> Put it Boop. in there. Boop. Put it in my brain. Like, if they're in a cave, sometimes you call them a colony of bats, and if they're in, like, in flight altogether, it'd be a cloud of bats. But a cauldron of bats cauldron is a way cooler. Is the coolest. And super Option. goth. So, going with that one. So, the cauldron of bats is chasing Evenrude through the swamp. Yeah. And... There's a bunch of sound effects in this part that I really enjoy. Yeah. Because Evenrude's like... <laughs> yes. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just pleasant. A lot of bat squeakings. It's good. He flies through a spider web. And he sees an empty glass bottle and flies into it. He's so close to Ellie Mae and Luke's house, but he is stuck in this bottle because the bats are all, like, flying around trying yeah, to get Yeah, he in. is safe, but he can't go anywhere. Right. Ellie Mae has gathered a bunch of other animals, including a turtle, a rabbit, and the teeny tiniest owl I've yes. ever seen inside of her house. And they're He's all wolf. ready to fight. They've got weapons. Yeah. They're just ready to go, but they're waiting on the signal from Evenrude mm-hmm. that they are needed. Yep. And this little old man turtle says, if and that bug don't get here soon, they'll put that poor little girl down the black hole again. How yep. do they know so much about what's happening? I guess they've just been watching it go on. Because, I mean, if Snoops has been down there for three months, I imagine Penny has too. Yeah. So, so they've just, just been around. Not helping? They're too small. Did they, they waited on even smaller mice? They don't have Rescue Aid Society training. <sighs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> so... Here we are, down the black hole again. I which, guess 
is it morning now? I, the sun's coming up. So like, what time did they go to bed? Did anybody actually get to go to sleep? Did she just take off her nightgown and then put her dress right back on and all of her makeup? Like, <laughs> I don't know. She does what? have all of her makeup on again, though. Yeah. To go to a black hole. Yeah. Because she was saying, like, I'm going to put the, the next low tide. I'm going to put that girl right back down in that hole myself. Right. I wonder if she was like, oh, wait, the low tide is right now. Yeah. So, so I just better put my makeup back on? Completely redress. For who? I don't know. For whom? Excuse me. For whomst. I don't get it. So anyway, they're approaching the cave. And like I just said, Medusa's like, I'm going to put that girl down that hole myself. But she still makes Snoops be in charge for some reason. Snoops is trying. He's like, get down in there. And she's like, no, thank you. Bernard and Bianca are in Penny's dress pocket. Yes. So I guess they were also waiting for Evenrude so that they could have like the whole crew. Yeah. I think they realize, you know, we can't do it ourselves. So let them know that we have a plan we've got the layout of the boat even yeah. you go get ellie may and everybody else and when they get here we'll we'll initiate the plan yeah because they but since that didn't happen yeah they're in penny's pocket just kind of hanging out with her going down in this very scary looking cave people pocket <laughs> an actual pocket so medusa tries like sweet talking penny yes and penny's like well teddy doesn't like going down there right it's dark and scary and he gets wet yeah so medusa's like fine and grabs teddy from her yeah and tells her that if she doesn't go down there and find the diamond she'll never see teddy again i know so she hops in there and she's like all right i'm going i'm going it's that's very sad you know so they're down in the cave and penny says this is a pirate cave mm-hmm. and bianca's like well how do you know <laughs> penny just goes him and points and there's a whole ass pirate skeleton with a sword through his chest yeah with a hat on and they're all like oh yep neat so bernard is using a spoon to dig and he's like we're gonna find the diamond let's go we gotta get out of (laughs) here yeah there's a big hole in the floor of the cave right and there's a flea on the frog on a bump on the log and the hole in the bottom of the cave exactly and (laughs) penny's like well that's where the water comes in when the tide starts coming in i don't right. like going over there it's super scary yeah it's like dark and deep and yeah creepy, yeah and bernard's like well if i were a pirate that's exactly where i would hide a giant ass diamond so i'm he, just like, gonna go there on over there yeah check it out but then the hole starts making terrible noises and a bunch of water like splashes up and he's like yeah just getting on second thought i would not even go near that place and <laughs> definitely no diamond over there Yep, but Bianca says, no, I think that you're onto something. I can see something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go check it out. But Bernard's like, no, 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 I'll do it. <laughs> I know. His chivalry yeah. overrides his fear every time. I know, it's and sweet. it's cute. Yes. So it's- he hops on over to the other side, uh-huh. but the water starts splashing up out of the hole and it knocks him down. Yeah, and Bianca has to come save him. But they do make it over to the other side and they find a skull. Uh-huh. Penny is holding up her lantern so that she can, like, see better yes. what they're doing. And it, like, shines off of the inside of the skull. Mm-hmm. And we see that that is where the diamond is. It is huge. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, the size of a brain. Right. It's, like, in the skull. Yeah. They're trying to get it out, but it doesn't fit through the eye socket. Yeah. Too big. And then the tide starts coming in. I know. Which they had a very small window. Yeah. Like. They should have planned this better. This I don't tide- know how fast the tide comes in but apparently immediately yeah so penny makes her way across Mm -hmm. she tries to like climb around the edge of the hole right and falls but the water does come up and save her yeah so at least there's a right back yeah she tries to pick up the skull but it is also stuck Mm -hmm. 
And this is the part where I realized that this is actually the prequel to Uncut Gems, <laughs> which you haven't seen. I haven't seen. But I've heard it's stressful. It's very stressful. Yeah. And it's about gems. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Penny starts begging Medusa to pull her up because the water is coming in and she's scared. Right. She's gonna drown. And Medusa's like, not unless you have that diamond, bitch. Yeah. So she grabs a pirate sword and pries open the jaw. Mm-hmm. And the mice pull the diamond out. And it, it's huge. I yeah. Mean, she has to hold it with two hands. Yeah. It's enormous. So, but then the mice fall down in a whirlpool. Penny saves them. And they all make it out. Yeah, they all for a little bit. Climb into this bucket at the okay. last second. Yeah, she's like, "I got it! I got it! I got it!" She pulls her up. Barely, Penny's like barely out of this hole, mm-hmm. and like Medusa just snatches she the diamond. She grabs the diamond before she even gets out. Yeah, like, of the hole. Yeah, yeah. it's awful because she's just like entranced by it. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh my god, it's mine! It's mine! It's mine! There it is! Look at it!" <laughs> she's holding it up, and Snoops is like, "Let me look at it," and she just goes, "Boop boop." <laughs> She can a glance see one corner of it. Yes. So she is yelling about how it's filled with power for its owner, mm. which I think is interesting. And I wish that they had expanded on that more. Yeah. What kind of power? What does yeah. it do? Yeah. Like, is that does she just want it for the money, or does she think that it has supernatural qualities too? Yeah, because they never mention anything like that before, and it, it would have been more interesting. Yeah, if there was more of this. Like, not only is it like a big ass diamond, but like. Yeah. No, it can do stuff. You could do things with right, it. Right, yeah. It, yeah, because her motive just seems to be money. money. Which is enough of a motive, but just because she mentioned, you know, that. Yeah. I'm just curious. It just would make it more interesting. because, And it would explain why she is not interested in any of that other right. treasure that they find. Because yeah. that this cave is full of gems. Yeah. And other things. She could be rich for forever, but that does not seem to be her motivation. Medusa is definitely trying to cut Snoops out of this deal. Oh, yeah. He's like, half of that's mine, you know. And she's like, I'm not cutting this in half. Are you insane? I'm leaving forever with this diamond. It's mine and I found it and you all can just go fuck yourselves. Yeah. So while they're yelling insults at each other, mm-hmm. even Rude makes a break for it out of the bottle because it is daytime. The bats are in a nearby tree, yes. but, you know, they've kind of left him alone. Yes. So he makes a break for Ellie Mae's chimney. Yep. And the way he, like, he's, like, buzzing along, and he uses his little arms, and it makes it look like he's, like, trying to run, but he's actually flying, and his little arms are just, like, wheeling around. Yeah. It's very cute. It is cute. Everything he does is cute. He zips down the chimney of Ellie Mae and Luke's house, and they're like, what the hell is that? Because he's all covered in soot. And she says, land sakes, it's even rude. Yes. And then we hear Piglet's little voice. And everyone's like- his owl. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's like, give him some room, give him some room. Even Rude, tell us, is it time? Should we go? And yeah. he can't talk because nope. he just went through a chimney yep. and almost died. And he's like... <gasps> <laughs> so Luke gives Even Rude a drop of this moonshine. Uh-huh. And he is ready to go. Yeah. And he gives them the signal to charge. Which is him jumping up and going... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Charge! Hell yeah! And they take off, and everybody has little weapons except Luke. Yeah, Luke just has a bottle of moonshine. Well, I mean, it it packs a wallop, as we have seen. So, I'm glad that he has it. Uh, This old grandpa turtle is trailing, but even Rude and the bunny both help him out to his many protests. Yeah, he hooks him to his fishing rod and (laughs) carries him, and he's like, I don't need help! Yeah. Yes. As they're going along. And then they get there. And they all go up the ramp 
into the boat, the houseboat, swamp, river, yes. whatever. Houseboat, swamp, river. Thank you. Where Snoops is still yelling insults at Medusa. Yeah, he's got a little more of, um, you know, it's a little more warranted this time because she is pointing a shotgun at Snoops and Penny, who yep. are backed up against a wall. Yeah, and she tells him not to move, but Penny's like, give my teddy bear back. Yes, but Medusa says, Teddy goes with me, my dear. I've become quite attached to him. Mm-hmm. And it's actually because there's a giant-ass diamond in this bear. Yep. Turns out. The mice have quietly strung a rope across the doorframe, and mm-hmm. as Medusa is backing out, yes, she trips over it. Yes. Her gun goes off. Yep. Teddy bear goes flying. Yep. And that's when we see the little sparkle of the diamond yeah. in his back. Snoops goes running after it, but mm-hmm. Medusa grabs his leg and stops him, and Penny makes her way out and scoops up the teddy bear. Yes. Runs away. Yes. Medusa and Snoops are doing this, like, tumbling thing where they keep grabbing each other, stopping each other. And then Medusa suddenly is beset by all of these <laughs> tiny animals with rolling pins. <laughs> yep. Um, Bernard and Bianca use their plan that they discussed earlier mm-hmm. and trap Nero and Brutus in the elevator. And they barely fit. Oh, they are squished in there. Yes. It's very funny. Penny jumps on the swamp mobile, but it won't start at first. Yeah, she's struggling with it. And they some to... of the other animals have gone and got the fireworks and are setting them off, so it's just fucking chaos. Yeah, I... When did they manage to impart this whole plan to the rest of the animals? Yeah, because they all just show up there at the same time, really. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it works. Maybe it's even Red told them about it in Beeps and Boops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe so. So Penny finally does get the swamp mobile to start because Luke poured the moonshine in to use as fuel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they take off, but Medusa has grabbed onto the rope that's trailing behind them. Uh-huh. So they drag her around the bayou for a bit. And Brutus and Nero are sent sky high because the whole riverboat explodes. Too many fireworks. And they end up in the swamp. Yep. And then Medusa gets dragged over top of them and ends up standing on them and using them like water skis. Yeah. Yeah. Alligator jet skis. And is smacking them with a rope, but it's like, you're... Yeah, you can't... They can't go any faster. They're being drug along by the boat. Yeah, she's smacking them in the face. Makes me cranky. Um, but then Penny does some slick steering and shakes Medusa, who goes, like, slamming into her own boat, the mast of the riverboat. Yeah. And then Nero and Brutus are trying to eat her. Yeah. Which, which she deserves. Fair. Yeah. So. Oh. Here we are, back at the R-E-S-C-U-E <laughs> Rescue Society. Somebody has gotten a TV in through the mouse entrance. Yeah. How'd they do that? I don't know. The mouse scouts, I guess. But they're all sitting around watching the TV, and we learn that Penny gave the diamond to the Smithsonian. Yeah, I would have sold that for so much money. It belongs in a museum! <laughs> Maybe she read John Steinbeck's The Pearl. Mm. was like, yeah, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah, but more importantly, she has a family. She got adopted. That is way more important. That's what she cares about. Yeah. And now she has parents. Yeah. Yay! And there's a man on the TV. The newsman is interviewing Penny. And says, you're so brave to have done all of this all by yourself. Yeah. She says, I didn't do it by myself. Bernard and Bianca from the Rescue Aid Society helped me. They are two little mice. Yep. And I don't know why all the mice think that this is hilarious. Because they know that no one is going to believe her. I guess. (laughs) Stupid little girl. (laughs) Yes, and then Evenrude shows up. He has flown, I guess, all the way from wherever. Wherever they were. I know. He can't get across the swamp without getting tuckered out. How long did this trip take him? I don't know. Maybe he got chased by bats the whole way. <laughs> I guess. He hooked a ride on Orville. 
Yeah, but he's, he's got a letter, and uh-huh. Bianca immediately volunteers her and Bernard for whatever the letter is about. She volunteers Bernard first. They're like, well, yeah, she's she... just raising his hand, yeah. and he's like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, okay. Sure. But it's time to go. Whatever's yeah. happening, they're doing it. And they really did all of this in one day. Yeah, because when we see Medusa's pawn shop, there is a calendar that says that it is Thursday the 12th. Yeah. And then when we see them back at the Rescue Aid Society, there's a calendar that says that it is Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, it's just there to make Bernard nervous. Yeah. But the fact that they showed... <laughs> was it January 12th? I mean, maybe it was a whole month? It didn't take them a month to do this. No, but I can't imagine, like, Penny got back and immediately got adopted either, you know? No. So maybe... Because it's January 13th, it says on the calendar. I don't think it it said what month it was before at the beginning. No, it just says Thursday the 12th. Yeah. It just... It's silly that they included the Thursday the 12th earlier. They didn't need to do that. Like, the Friday the 13th is like, sure, of course, it makes Bernard nervous. Yeah. But the fact that it's Friday and it did say Thursday the 12th yeah. is, just implies it that they imply did this that it was one day. A single day, which is insane. Yeah. Can't be done. I mean, the, tra- the travel alone on a bird. On a bird. Would take you. Days. Days. So anyway, it is snowing now. So yep. it wasn't, it didn't seem to be super cold before. It was just rainy. So maybe it has been a month or so. They're all bundled up. Even, even little, even rude. Even little mittens on. Yeah, they're sitting on the back of Orville all tucked into the sardine can, and he's sitting between Bianca and Bernard. Yeah. And it's cute. It's cute. In the end. Yes. It's like they adopted Evenrude. I know. He's Even their little baby. He has a mustache. Well. And he looks like a man. Dragonflies mature faster. <laughs> Just born with mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the end. The end. Woohoo! What a great film. Very good. So cute. Did it make you cry? It did. No. Yeah, uh, twice. But I don't remember when the second time was. Oh, no. It made me cry when Penny is talking to Rufus yeah. about how she wants to be adopted and she's really sad. And yeah. then when they played Someone's Waiting for You, I was just like, well, <laughs> that made me cry a lot because that song always gets me. Fair. It's a sad song. Yeah. It was written to get you. It did. did it, it did a great job. Did yeah. it make you cry? No. No. <laughs> It was written to get me, specifically. Yes. Not you. Out for me, Twitch. Yeah, well, it succeeded. Um, yeah, replay, rewind. I mean, yeah, it's a replay. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Adorable. Seen it a bunch. We'll see it more. For sure. Uh, It had a budget of $7.5 million. True. And it grossed $169 million. Nice. So it did really well. Yeah. Which is great. It also has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was still the time, too, when they were just making animated movies every four years? Um, sort of. They were, at this point, they were going back and forth between working on, yeah, they were they were putting out movies, like, every four years, but they had basically had two crews, where they had, like, an A team and a B team, basically. Oh, okay. And so, um, they had two movies kind of being worked on at the same time, and then they would pick which one ah. to put out. Yeah. So yeah, they still because Disney Walt Disney was still alive. Yeah. So they still were doing movies like every four years. Yeah. So I imagine there was a lot of hype for it to come out too. For sure. I'm trying to remember what came out before this, and I oh Robin Hood had just come out in 1973. Okay. So that was the one that they were like, "Ooh, I can't wait to do that one." I know. That's that is one of my faves as a kid. Like yeah. I wore that tape out. I tried to watch my VHS as an adult, and yeah. it was warped. Oh. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. Yep. Yeah, um, this yep. movie 
It has a 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it does. Everyone agrees with us. <laughs> it, they should. Yes. Yeah, because this movie was widely regarded, and we've mentioned this a couple times, I think, as proof that Disney could still survive after the death of Walt Disney. Yeah. Because he saw the beginning of production, but he didn't get to see it finished. Right. Leonard Maltin called it a breath of fresh air for everyone who had been concerned about the future of animation at Walt Disney. Yeah. And Variety Magazine said, the best work by Disney animators in many years, restoring the craft to its former glories. Fair. So it was nice that everybody was kind of like, oh. Yeah. You know, Disney's not... Because Disney was struggling. We've talked about it. You know, they were struggling yeah. at this point. Where and they're they going like, to continue to struggle until 89. Yes. But... But people were like, okay, it's not... We yeah. can't write off Walt Disney Yet. Studios, like, entirely. Yeah. However, Gene Siskel, he was a... He was like, it's like, it's fine. Mm. He gave it two and a half stars out of four. All right. And said, to see any Disney animated film these days is to compare it with Disney classics released 30 or 40 years ago. Judged against Pinocchio, for example, The Rescuers is lightweight indeed. Its themes are forgettable. It's mostly an adventure story. Is Pinocchio not an adventure story? Yeah. And Pinocchio is terrifying and not for children. So calm down. Forgettable. (laughs) So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. I don't know. A a bunch of things where I was like, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. This is the later. Okay. So in the original story, the Rescue Aid Society is actually known as the MPAS, which Mm -hmm. is the Mouse Prisoner Aid Society. Oh. And what they do is go to amuse and befriend prisoners. Well, that's... Like adult people in prison. Cute. It is cute. Mm. Marjorie Sharp, who suggested the story, wrote a bunch of a series of novels about the Rescue Aid Society and Bernard and Bianca. Oh, cute. And so they kind of cobbled together this story from a bunch of... Other... So that's why it says suggested, because okay. she wrote this book, she wrote that book, and they were like, eh, we'll take pieces of this, pieces of that. I feel like now they would say, with ca- characters created by. Yeah, you know, based rather on the than... characters created by something. Yeah. yeah. Suggested is a very weird way to put it. Yeah. But so they acquired the rights in in the mid-60s. Okay. And they started working on it. And the original story for this movie was that they were going to go help a poet who was in a Siberian prison. Oh. He's just, like, there being sad. And they're like, we're going to go make him less sad. Kids, maybe. Yes. But there was a lot of... When they start developing that story, there was a lot of international intrigue involved. Ah. Because, like, why is he in this Siberian prison? And what's going on between relations or whatever? And Disney was like, this is too political. And I don't like it. So he shelved it. They brought it back in 1970. Mm -hmm. And this is, at this time, was when they were switching back and forth between their A team and their B team. Right. And the A team was working on Robin Hood. So the B team, Don Bluth and ah. some other dudes, yeah, started working on this project. Yeah. And they changed the story to focus on a newer book in this series called Miss Bianca in the Antarctic. Cute. And the point of that story is a polar bear gets kidnapped and forced to perform in like circus type Aww. shows. And he writes a letter that's like, this Aww. sucks. Please come help. Yeah. I know. So then Robin Hood gets finished up. The A team starts working on a new project. That also had really heavy political messages. It involved, yeah. like, monkeys and Nazis and World War II. Oh. And it was just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah. So they, of course, gave up on that. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. When it came time to pick, when it came time for Disney to pick which project he wanted to go forward with, he picked The Rescuers. Yeah. Greenlit that one. Scrapped that other weird thing that was happening. Right. But the Arctic proved to be too stark a background for the animators to work on. Okay. So they picked another Marjorie Sharp story. Involving an orphan and a woman who's looking for diamonds. Okay. It's the same kind of idea, though. Yeah. It's like someone being exploited for their... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, we just can't do 
all this ice. It's too much. Yeah. Which I which We're makes me the stark backgrounds for Land Before Time. Well, it makes me think about Pebble and the Penguin, which is all oh. in the Antarctic. Yeah. That's a Don Bluth, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So I wonder if he was like, I could fucking do a movie in the ice. <laughs> I'm gonna prove that you can do it. Who knows? Um, they did originally plan to make Bernard and Bianca a couple of married detectives. Then they were like, no, it's cuter if they don't know what they're doing. If they're just, like, amateurs who kind of know each other. Yeah. And we can let their, like, relationship develop. At the beginning, also, even Rude was just a minor character. Mm-hmm. But then they realized as they went on how, like, fun it was to make him express his exhaustion through his, like, buzzes. Yeah. So they were like, okay, actually, he should be a main character. And if you Google the rescuers, it lists the characters as Miss Bianca, Madame Medusa, even Rude, etc. Like, they don't even yeah. mention Bernard or Penny. Like, even Rude is right up there at the top. Cute. So they actually got this guy, Jimmy McDonald, who was a prolific Foley artist. Mm-hmm. They pulled him out of retirement to voice even Rude because they were like, he's really important. We got to get the best. Yeah, I mean, and I loved that part. I mentioned it several times. Exactly. I just, he yeah. did a great job. He did. And I know that we talk a lot about Don Bluth leaving Disney and always being like, this was the reason that he left Right, Disney. Obviously, yeah. there are a lot of things that make you up and quit a job, especially when you work for something so big. Yeah. But he says that this, like, during production of this movie is when he got the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Because he noticed that a lot of the characters, and I noticed this too, they don't have the whites of their eyes colored in. Yeah, I thought that was just a style choice. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen all the time. But yeah. It happens some of the time. And so he asked why that was the way it was. Yeah. And he was told, well, it's too expensive to color the whites of their eyes in. Oh. And he was like, that sounds fake, but okay. Yeah. He's like, I'm an animator. I've been doing this a while. That exactly. isn't a thing that I've heard of. So in their spare time and using their own equipment, he and Gary Goldman, who we have talked about before, mm-hmm. tested it to see if it was true. And it turns out that it's not. So they said, hey, hey. that's bullshit. Yeah. Why did you tell us that? And they were basically told to follow orders and do as they were told. Damn. And so... That was this was the point where Don Bluth was just like, I don't want to fucking work for you dildos anymore. Yeah. I'm leaving. This sucks. So he did continue to stay on for a little bit. He worked on Fox and the Hound. Yeah, like he made it like about. halfway through. But he that was when he quit and he could, yeah. he took Gary Goldman and John Pomeroy and nine other people with them and yep. they went and started their own studio. Nice. Which is fun. He was like thinking about leaving, thinking about leaving, and then he said, wait until you don't see the whites of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's like, okay, no, no. Aha! So The Rescuers is the first Disney movie to have a sequel. Mm -hmm. It did so well that they were like, we need more of this. 20 fucking years later. But yeah, The Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. There was almost a spinoff TV series, but then they made the sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. So instead, the TV series became... Do you want to guess? Because they did make it. They just changed it a little bit and Uh, added two new characters. The Chipmunks? Yeah, it became Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I couldn't think of their names. So that came out in 1987? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. 88. Chippendale came out in 88. A Chippendale video game on floppy disk. Nice. On (laughs) one of the earliest computers. That's awesome. Yeah. I just didn't think about them being at all related, but it does make sense. You've got Mm -hmm. these two little, like, rodent creatures that are off, like, helping people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Phil Harris was supposed to be in this movie, but they keep cutting my boy out of stuff. Yeah. He was supposed to play a bullfrog and be comic relief, and yeah. he had, like, a song recorded. But then 
they were like, you know, this movie is really serious and its tones are very serious. There's no time for levity. It's no time for levity. <laughs> so they really cut down on a lot of the jokes in the comic relief and they only left Orville and Luke in because, you know, alcoholism is a riot. In the 70s, it was, I guess. That's true. As you mentioned earlier, Miss Bianca comes from Hungary. Mm-hmm. Just like, is it Eva or Ava? I'm not sure. Just like Ava? Eva? Eva Gabor. Yes. Who is her voice actress yep. and also Jaja Gabor's sister. Oh, yeah. Whom I love just because her name is Jaja. It's a good name. It's an excellent name. So when I was talking about earlier that there was a polar bear. Yes. That polar bear was named Louis the Bear. Yeah. Voiced by jazz singer Louis Prima. Okay. Who also voiced King Louis ah. in Jungle Book. I see. Apparently can only go by one name. <laughs> Can't handle yeah. Like, Doesn't want to sorry, get my name confused. is what? It's Louie. Right. Uh, he recorded... like you. A, <laughs> exactly. He recorded a bunch of lines for it and like five songs. Damn. But in 1975, he underwent brain surgery oh. and never woke up. Oh, God. He was in a coma for three years and eventually died in 1978. Yeah. So they just wrote that character out and started over. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It makes me really sad. That is sad. Because I bet you it was really fun. And it's just sad that he like... Just didn't ever wake up again. Yeah. I wonder what the brain surgery was for. Not sure. So, Milt Call, who we remember distinctly from the Sword in the Stone episode, apparently became mildly obsessed with getting the Medusa character right and pretty much took over all of her animation. He knew that this was like the last thing that he was working on. So he was like, I have to get it perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So he's the one who drew her driving style the way he did as a tribute to Mark Davis. Who is one of the nine old men. Oh, yeah. Who drew Corella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians. That's so she why. is intentionally made to look like Yeah, her. they're so familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said that her voice actor, Geraldine Page, nailed all of her lines in one take. And this also explains why Medusa wiggles her head so much. Because yeah. it's the Milt Call head waggle. Waggle's <laughs> such a good word. Her character design is based on Milt Call's ex-wife, Phyllis Bounds, who is Lillian and Walt Disney's niece, whom apparently Milt did not like very much. Even though they had been married? they were, I guess they were married at the time, but he was like, I don't really like this bitch, so I'm going to make this very not nice character of her and yeah. put it in this movie. She is also so. pretty similar to Mad Madam Mim, who's also animated by Call. Yeah, the part when she turns herself into a beautiful lady. It's like the same dress and stuff. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I remember you talking about that on Sword in the Stone. You were like, she reminds me of... She reminds me of Jessica Rabbit. That's true, Yeah, too. But... But, yeah, maybe I said it. Yeah. One of us brought it up, but it is, it's because it's animated by the same person. So yeah. it makes sense that she kind of looks the same. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of death surrounding this movie. Oh, no. It was the 70s. It's true. And they just, they got a bunch of old people. <laughs> yeah. To voice these characters. Well, that's kind of what they were doing at Disney at the time. You know? Yeah. Like, they just had the same group of people doing right. shit for so long. Well, getting these, like, really established comedians yeah. to to do it but it right. was just yeah all a bunch of old people so joe flynn who voiced snoops also died while this movie was in post-production oh no in 1974 after he suffered a heart attack while he was swimming in his pool and he drowned oh shit because there was some talk at some point of expanding the character of snoops but then they realized they would have to scrap all of his lines and get somebody new to do it yeah and they didn't want to do that yeah so, so they just left him they just left him yeah the way he was 
Oh, the character of Rufus is based on Ollie Johnston, one of the nine old men. I know, he's so who, cute. One of the guys in Iron Giant is based on him, too. He must yes. be, like, a real character. Yeah. For people like to like a real keep, silly dude. Yeah, basing other people on him. Yes. That's cute. Or cats. <laughs> or cats, yeah. Yeah. With the mustache and the glasses. That must be why he's wearing glasses. Uh, speaking of basing characters on things... Apparently, albatross are super clumsy in real life. Oh, so it's not just Orville. No. Yeah. He was originally supposed to be a pigeon. Oh. But then they saw videos of albatross landing and they were like, that's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to make, we can, you know, really play up that like natural clumsiness. Yeah. Um, So they decided to do that. So Google, just Google albatross landing and go watch (laughs) videos of albatrosses like trying to land because it is so funny. I'm going to start saying that when uh, something isn't going well. I'm just going to be like, this is a real albatross landing. This is a real albatross landing we got here. <laughs> yeah. He is obviously named after Orville, right? Yeah. The opening song, The Journey, that plays while the bottle is uh, floating around, mm-hmm. is meant to be sung from the bottle's perspective. I know. You think it's like this little girl being About like, who Penny. will rescue me? But yeah. it's not. Sure. Who will rescue me? I'm lost at sea without a friend. Will this journey ever end? Who will rescue me? Yeah. Mice, it turns out. Turns out. Some mice. Mm. Which is nice of them. Mm. Um, the gators, Brutus and Nero, are based on two bloodhounds from the original works. Oh, okay. And I really only include this info because the dogs are named Tyrant and Torment. Oh, damn. And that's badass. Yeah, that sounds like something from like a fucking Dante novel. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool names. They should have just kept that. Yeah, I think so, too. Nero and Brutus is not as cool. No, I mean, they're fine. Yeah. They've got ancient Roman ties, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. But, like, tyrant and torment. <sighs> Badass. Anyway. The doe and fawn scene during the someone's waiting for you scene when Penny's looking out the window watching everybody else have parents is stock Bambi footage of Bambi and his mother. This somehow makes it even sadder. I know. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. It's Bambi. And the bluebird that Rufus and Penny see when they talk about having faith and staying strong and brave is also from Bambi. Yeah. Are there... Do deer live in the swamp? Uh, yeah, swamp deer. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Silly yeah. me. Deer live everywhere, I think. Yeah. They're pretty invasive. That's true. Yeah. Because it's so soft. People are like, nah, it's fine. Right. I don't care. I like this note here that says the Rescue Aid Society song uses a toy piano to give it a more mouse choir feel. <laughs> because were I mouse... To play a piano, it would be a toy piano. It'd have to be really small. Of course. Obviously. Silly. It's very cute. Uh, yeah. So then I just have a bunch of notes about like the cast and crew and where we've seen them before. Right. Yes. So, let's gonna tell you these things real quick. Tell us. It was directed by three people. We got John Lounsbury, one of the nine old men. Oh, yeah. Who animated Dumbo, Mary Poppins, Winnie the Pooh. True. Was also directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, who we've talked about here before. A bunch, yeah. Directed Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, Jungle Book, Aristocats. Mm-hmm. This was the last project he worked on before he died in a car crash. Yeah. Never finished anything else. Yeah. I guess I should say this is the last project he finished. Because he, he did work on other things, but yeah. they never got finished, which was a real bummer. What, what was he working on when he died? Because we've talked about it. Oh, I don't remember. Was it the Sword in the Stone or was that? That was before. That was before this one. I don't know can't remember because it was him versus art stevens what the fuck other cartoon well they were working on because i was just about to say art stevens also directed this they were working on fox and the hound together 
Because that was the point where they was were like... Was it Fox and the Hound? It yeah. was Fox and the Hound. Yeah, because that was like the new animation versus the old right. animation. Art yeah. Stevens was like, I don't think this is the old man's game anymore. You know, I think the new guys got it or whatever. Yeah, and then Walter Eitherman just died. <laughs> he did. He was yes. like, you know what? You're right. I'm old. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, it was written by a bunch of people, but one of the writers was Frank Thomas. Mm-hmm. Another one of the nine old men. So we're up to three, if you're counting. I wasn't. He animated Aristocats, Robin Hood, Lady and the Tramp. Cool. He is responsible for the spaghetti scene in Lady and the Tramp. Oh, he cute. animated that whole thing. Yeah. What a legacy. Yeah. He is also one of the guys that we talk about in The Iron Giant who loves trains, along with Ollie, Ollie Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. Who is one of the animators on this. Yeah. Cute. And so that's four. Yep. And then Milt Call was also there, so that's five. So yeah. of the nine old men, five of them worked on this project. Good to know. It was also the last project that was animated by any of the nine old men. They oh, okay. did go on, like Fox and the Hound. They did go on to direct and do other things. Yeah. But as far as animators, this was the last one. Oh. We also have Don Bluth, John Pomeroy, and Gary Goldman, who we've talked about extensively. Yes. Also animated this. Bunch of fucking white dudes. Yep. Um, and then there's a bunch of other people that we've talked about before. Bob Newhart voiced Bernard. I yep. said it was Bob Hope, but I was wrong. Your first time being wrong. We'll forgive you. <laughs> forgive you for it. It won't happen again. I'm sorry. Uh, Ava Gabor, who we talked about is related to Jaja, and I just include this because I have this really great quote from her where she says, I was the first actress in the family, and I am still the only actress in the family. Uh, I shouldn't be saying that, but it just slipped out. Uh, She's very cute. Got him. Uh, John McIntyre, who voices Rufus the cat, yeah, also voiced Digger in The Fox and the Hound. Oh, okay, yeah. And he is, well, was, real life married to Jeanette Nolan, real who voices married. Ellie Mae, yeah. and also voiced the Widow Tweed. Oh, Widow Tweed. I know. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Pat Buttram, who voiced Luke, who voiced, yeah. you know, Chief and all them. We talked about and him. Sheriff from Robin Hood. Jimmy McDonald, who I already mentioned, voiced Even Rude. Yes. If you look at his filmography, it is extensive, Cute. but he's uncredited on all of it because oh. he just does sound effects. Yeah. So he's just the Foley artist. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, he worked on Snow White, Dumbo, Alice in Wonderland, Robin Hood, Song of the South, Pinocchio, Bambi, so many things. This man, you have heard this man so many times and had no idea. Yeah. He also was the original head of the Disney sound effects department. Oh, okay. And the voice of Mickey Mouse oh. from 47 to 78. Wow. So a long time. From the beginning. Was that when Mickey Mouse was invented? Gotta 47? be. Well, I mean, when did Steamboat Sooner Willie come that? out? In like the yeah. 30s? Maybe it was the 30s, yeah. Yeah. But definitely a long run. I mean, 31 years of voicing Mickey Mouse yeah. is insane. Uh, Bernard Fox, who voiced the chairman was also Captain Winston Havelock in The Mummy. Oh. Which we talked about on a bonus episode. If you're not part of the Patreon, you didn't know that. You didn't know that. So that's a, that's a little free tidbit that we'll give you there about <laughs> The Mummy. <laughs> George Lindsay, who voiced the rabbit, whose name is Deadeye. Oh. Even though they never tell, call him that. Yeah. Whatever. He also voiced one of the vultures, Trigger, in Robin oh, Hood. okay. So he and Pat Buttram have worked together. Yeah. Like, this is their third movie together, I think, Cute. because they're also in Robin Hood together, and they were in uh, the Aristocats, where they voice the two dogs. Oh, okay. Napoleon and... Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something else French. I'll remember it later. And then, of course, uh, John Feidler was the deacon owl which i love that he's in his little deacon outfit oh, no. like why is he of the church I he's an owl i don't know they got churches i guess they're little animals sure they got the un right they got church that's true but he voices piglet uh i just remember something that i didn't write down that i said that we were going to talk about later oh. when you were talking about 
you know, it's like, why have these muskrats and all these animals not helped before? Yeah. And you're like, well, they don't have training. They actually were at one point supposed to have a banner that said Rescue Aid Society Volunteers. Oh. So they're like liaison. Cute. Basically in the yeah. swamp. So they're a part of it, but they're not necessarily like. Official members. Exactly. But they'll just let anybody join. I mean, Bernard's I, a janitor. I guess. That's true. Yeah. But they scrapped that because this group of animals doesn't ever show up again. Oh, okay. So they were like, well, it's silly to like mention that they're volunteers if we never have them volunteer again. But I I thought it would have been cool to leave it just this idea that like we've got people everywhere, you know, that we communicate with. Yeah, they don't have to be traveling like everybody else. They're just just stay in the swamp. Mm -hmm. But also, why Why didn't they they do something? For three months, they had to wait for these mice to come in and be like, we have a plan because they knew what was going on. I don't know. They were just like, we don't want to get involved. I guess not. Maybe that's why they were like, if we say that they're rescue aid members, then they look like cowards that they didn't help. So right. maybe they had to wait. Yeah. For some But it also motivation. makes sense as to like why they're so down to help immediately and why even Rude is just like, oh, we got to, you know, I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Good movie. It is a good movie. Good info. Good research. Thank good you. job, Meat Wedge. Thank you. Success Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> i dub thee hell yeah you did great thanks so yeah well thanks for listening thank you thanks for joining us again mm-hmm. for the whatever number episode this is 20 415 <laughs> <laughs> you missed a few yeah. go back and listen <laughs> if you would like to find us in other places we are on like instagram <laughs> We're on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast. Yeah. And Tumblr, Replay yeah. Rewind Podcast. Twitter, Replay Rewind Pod. Or you can email us at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can just write a message, put it on a bottle, direct it to the Rescue Aid Society. I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah. If you want to listen to all the other 415 episodes that you missed, <laughs> you can find us on Stitcher, Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you have the ability, and I'm sure that you do, to rate, or review or even just like and subscribe please do that and if you wouldn't mind to just tell like one other person that would really help because we're just a little baby podcast and we would like to be a A, big podcast a big adult podcast yeah for big adults exactly like ourselves (laughs) such as ourselves it's weird not a podcast for babies to make a podcast for babies (laughs) i don't even speak baby Uh, not anymore (laughs) out of practice Uh, yeah, and you can also come find us on Patreon where you will get lots of other interesting bonus episodes like when we talk about The Mummy, and it's great, and you should listen to it because you're really missing out. So go to patreon.com slash podcast and look us up there. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and rescue. <laughs> <laughs> so bianca yeah reads the letter she's requesting the assignment and the chairman is like it's not like the old days it isn't a world's man anymore i don't know what that means i guess just the fact that she even asked do you want to try that again because you said a world's man it's not a world's man anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. We can leave it. It's fine. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.